let's just wing it. Let's go. Here in Vietnam, as a creative person, what's the environment like right now? The environment is fire. It's a really fast pace, constantly improving, rising star kind of market here in Vietnam. I would never have thought one day, I'm just gonna try drawing on iPad and then it became a hobby. And then that hobby turns into money. I was scared in the beginning because I was like, I never really thought this could be a job that I can do. And then people really entrusting me. What if I fail? What if like I think that I draw all the time, but what if it's not good enough? I had that insecurity as well in the beginning. But then when you see your work online, it's like, okay, it proves that I can do this. First, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to talk to you. No, thank you so much for like ha even like having me. First of all, like selecting me, and then you know like having me for this project because it's not like you live here and then we just like uh, decide to meet up and then have a chat. You came all the way from Tokyo mm -hmm. to do this, and then I was just so honored to oh, thank to you. be uh, one of the. A part of the project. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like our growing global community of yeah. super cool creatives. So thank you so much for being a part of the project. Thank you. Super excited <clears throat> to speak with you. So I want to start today's interview just by asking you for a quick introduction. Of course. Uh, who are you? What do you do? My name is Ben Nguyen. That's not my real name, but I've kind of had that name since I first went to Japan because mm -hmm. my real name is Nguyen Vinh Hien, but it's you know it's Vietnamese language. Mm -hmm. It's lot of like tonation and you know accent in that so i didn't even know that when people were calling my name so i kind of had to like come up with like an english name so okay. that since then i've i've always been like ben win and right now um i'm living here in ho chi minh city um working for a furniture brand called district 8 uh, in terms of branding and communication but then on the side i also have my creative side uh, doing illustrations um, art direction and you know all kinds of all kinds of like creative works that um, i find interesting and you know like because it's really um energetic dynamic city in terms of creative so it's like i'm really lucky to be like living here at the moment mm -hmm. yeah amazing you have so many different projects it sounds like so i want to talk about how you got started doing all of these different things kind of the path that you took to doing design work and illustration work and doing many different kinds of even businesses and mm. projects that are very creative and really like community driven so i think i want to start by asking you about how you got your interest in design related work so i understand that you didn't go straight into design work but you had kind of a, a winding path yeah exactly so, so can you share um, about that it's it's kind of like it's kind of my i don't know i can call it a selling point now but it's kind of um interesting my career path because mm -hmm. uh you know like people have always been told maybe before that career path should be like one straight line and then you go from a to b and then that's where your success is uh, b but it's never been the case for me. So um, I also study in Japan. I only recently came back here like, three years ago. And when I went to Japan, that was when I just graduated high school in Vietnam and then I got a scholarship. So I was like, okay, I'm going. Wow. Even though Japan was not my first option, I wanted to go to like um, an English speaking country because it's, 
it would have been easier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually picked Singapore. Okay. Unfortunately, I failed the test. Um, so then I had to enroll half a year in um, one university in in Vietnam, Hanoi, where I am from. I had half a year there, and then I got the scholarship to Japan. I went to um, we call it APU, the name of the school, Asia Pacific, Ritsumegang uh, Asia Pacific University, mm-hmm. which is in Beppu Oitaken in in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I had a few friends there coming, going there. They were there before me, like uh, so they were like uh, one semester ahead of me, and then I came later, and then I spent four years there studying business and I graduated in uh, like marketing major mm-hmm. I think during my third year it it really struck me like hit me like oh my god I cannot picture myself in a suit working in a you know cubicle in an office that's not really I cannot see it for myself mm-hmm. it's just like a thought that I it just came to me at that time I've always been loving uh, design you know in general Um, drawing since I was very small mm-hmm. um, but I never really took it seriously or like really thought about it as a career mm-hmm. but then it's also one of the reasons why I had to go to Japan to study business because I think it's the majority of like the Asian parents it's hard for them to understand why the children would want to study something that's not like you know medical um, business, finance, so those like artsy direction is not really like uh, something that they think can make money. Mm-hmm. So that was my parents' reason for like, I don't think you should go pursuing art in mm-hmm. a way. Um, I wanted to study graphic design, but then, you know, because of all that, and then I went to Japan to study business. Mm-hmm. But then third year came, that was like my moment to like, oh my God, I cannot do this. Mm-hmm. So I took all the courage. I talked to my parents one more time. Dad, mom, I really cannot do, uh, you know, this career. Mm-hmm. Even though I will finish my degree, mm-hmm. uh, I will still graduate. But then I want to ask you one more time if you are okay for me to pursue something creative. Mm-hmm. So um, I think at that time, with me being in Japan for three years already, right? Um, and then I had to live by myself. I had to manage everything. I was not a you know, mommy's boy anymore. Right, so, right. So they were like, I think they thought that I, I was ready. I think mm-hmm. they thought that um, now I know exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they were supportive right away. They were like, yeah. Wow. Go find it. So you kind of proved yourself. I your proved parents. yourself in mm-hmm. a way. I don't know, but um, I wanted to study graphic. But then during my time in the university, I also took some uh, part-time job from mm-hmm. the admission office. Okay. So I helped uh, design posters for uh, you know promotion for like Vietnamese students. Like, schools will sometimes come to Vietnam and promote their the school and mm-hmm. then you know. Uh, recruit more students so I help them in terms of like the communication poster design stuff mm-hmm. so because of that I I just study self-study and then I knew how to do graphic so okay. then I was like okay now I I kind of know how to do graphic already then if I want to keep pursuing this what would be interesting or like uh, inspiring to me mm-hmm. I talked to friends a little bit and then uh, we kind of 
like took out a few points that they think that I would be good in interior. Mm-hmm. I never really thought of like interior would be something that I want to study. It's just like I love going shopping and then I love uh, you know collecting furniture, interior stuff, mm-hmm. and just like small stuff. Then I was like, oh, maybe uh, it's like something I've never really um, read about or like study about. So I think that's and I love doing that as as well as a like hobby of like shopping. So mm-hmm. maybe I should find a school to do that. Mm-hmm. So I spent the half of my third year looking for school mm-hmm. in Tokyo, and then I found one, uh, which is called Tokyo uh, Designer Gakuin. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a college. Uh, it's it's two year program. You go there, you study for that major, and then you get the degree. Okay. Yeah. So I finished university, packed up, and went to Tokyo. Wow. Yeah, and then enrolled in the school for two years, and then finished in interior design, mm-hmm. and then I got my first job in IKEA Japan mm-hmm. as a visual merchandiser slash interior designer. Wow. Yeah. That's an amazing path, I think, to get there. So that's like really different sure. turn in my absolutely yeah and so i want to go back you mentioned that you came to japan just after high school so you came for university Mm. and so doing you mentioned the graphic design projects that you were doing in university i feel like that's a really great way to gain experience just within like your local you know school community how did you find those kinds of opportunities um what interesting about my university was that um it's international university and then um, you can say like 50% is foreigners, mm-hmm. 50% is Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then you go in there, you don't need to have uh, a Japanese language knowledge okay. before. So if you can only speak English, you choose the English-based program and then you study everything in English and then you take Japanese class mm-hmm. at the same time and vice versa for uh, Japanese uh, students. Okay, Because there's so many countries in that school we have um kind of like we you we call it like the country week so we would have a like vietnamese week we would have indonesian week korean week chinese week mm-hmm. and so for that week during the whole week all the students come together um of that country mm-hmm. come together uh bring culture bring cuisine bring uh workshops bring um performances and it's the last day of the week usually the friday mm. would be like we call it the grand uh what a grand performance okay day so that that day is like we really go into the uh, auditorium and then we would be on stage perform for all the school mm-hmm. to show off our culture cool yeah so during all that extracurricular uh, activity i i helped with uh, you know, designing a little bit and mm. posters and, you know, like all those communication and stuff. Mm. So um, I think admission staff, they they just like knew about that. And then they just like uh, for Vietnam market, they would contact me because I was the one that doing the graphic for the Vietnamese week. Mm-hmm. They would contact someone Indonesian that can do graphic for Indonesian week. So. Mm. It's like word of mouth in a way. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, yeah, it's like um, it's experience, it's money to um, support my life. Oh, but so anyway, so I was like, I, I, I took it and then yeah. I did a good job. And then mm. 
every year they would um, ask me to like, help design for like, a new promotion. Cool. Yeah. That's so interesting because, I mean, you said that you felt even when you started going to this school, you thought it wasn't really quite a match for you for your career. But by going to the school, you had the opportunity to do graphic design work. Yeah. So in a way, you got like kind of your first experience hands-on experience design by going to a place you didn't really want to go <laughs> like that's so interesting yeah how through that experience he still kind of had the chance to experience what you wanted and went yeah that's actually what i should be doing more of i love that that's so cool yeah so like i don't i don't know i i think uh, to be honest i barely study hard <laughs> <laughs> but i think what i got out of the university experience is more than what i could ever like pay money to, to get like mm -hmm. the experience the relationship with like international friends uh the uh the confidence that uh i earned during four years of you know like just you know like out of the parents arms and you know doing this all on my own right. and then uh, also trying to figure out what i want to do mm -hmm. in my life in a sense mm -hmm. so that's like I'm, I'm really proud of that time like i yeah yeah it's like it's a one turning chapter for me right mm. right that's so cool that's so cool so i think failed feeling singapore was meant to be yeah so i never really thought of it it's like oh I'm not good enough or anything it's just like it happens for a reason and mm -hmm. then i am grateful for that failure mm -hmm. yeah yeah because there was this whole other path that opened up as a yeah. result of and it. now I can speak three languages. So that's amazing. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I had gone to Singapore, I could only speak two. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so true. <laughs> My gosh, that's so amazing. You know, you never know how it's going to end up. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I want to talk about, you said your first job then after you did some studies with the official design school, you got work with IKEA. What was that like? What was the experience? How did you find that kind of position? What was that experience like for you? Well, funny enough, I graduated um, in interior design, but then I'd never really remembered to apply for IKEA. It was never even on my head. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I think, so in Japan, um, you live there, so you know, we start job hunting quite early, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe like even earlier, it's like one year before you graduate. Mm -hmm. Um, I was late. Everyone was already kind of like settling in with their first job offers and then I was just like roaming around like don't know where to apply for. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, my Japanese language skill was not like really there. I can live, you know, the daily normal life. But then to go into like really um, like ex expertise field, like the design field, mm -hmm. I still feel like I like a lot of um, the communication skill in, in that field. Mm -hmm. So I was, um, I applied to so many companies, including graphic and interior and combined. Mm -hmm. um, I think I failed 20 companies at wow. least. And if that's like a normal number for like a, a job hunter in Japan, right? Uh -huh. Like to fill that many. Right. And the scary thing was my ex my visa was running out of time. Mm -hmm. So I had like, I think two months until I cannot stay there anymore. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I just randomly, I think I was like looking for uh, something to shop at Ikea. And then I just like went to the career page and looked for like interior design 
job, but mm-hmm. they actually didn't have any. But they did have every year they would have like a massive uh, recruitment period of time mm-hmm. when they just like bring in people to. Um, it's got. I don't remember the terms in Japanese, but like you, you have a, a group discussion, and then you have uh, five of you mm-hmm. sharing uh, your opinions and you know knowledge on one question or something like mm-hmm. that. It's kind of like a debate. Mm-hmm. So they take out candidates from there and then they send it to like different teams but usually like sales team and logistic like, all those uh, departments mm-hmm. I went I just went anyway and I brought my portfolio I didn't know any better I was like oh, well, like let's just wing it let's go wow yeah so I went and uh, at the end of the uh, inter- interview like group interview I went straight to the HR um lady and then i was like hey i actually came here to look for interior design job but i don't see any so i'm just coming here mm-hmm. to do this and uh, i have my portfolio is there any way that you can transfer me to the right contacts mm-hmm. uh, and she was like sure I'll, i'll just take your cv and portfolio and then i'll let you know mm-hmm. because she also was not really sure is there any open position mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think like a few days later, I got a, an email from them saying like, oh, hey, this branch in uh, Shin Misato, um, at, that's uh, in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. They are looking for, uh, they have position, open positions in the interior design department. Wow. Do you want to come for an, in, an interview? Yeah. I went, of course. Yeah. And then uh, that's the second interviews, and I I had to go through another three. So in total, I had I think five interviews mm-hmm. uh, in total, and then they took me mm-hmm. as a uh, visual merchandiser because uh, they needed person for that function first. Um, long story short, anyway. So in IKEA, you work for a design team, but you actually have two separate functions mm-hmm. if you've been to ikea i'm sure you have yes um you have the shop floor where you just pick up stuff and they put in the cart and right. then you so that's like visual merchandiser like you help put things on the shelf mm-hmm. and get people to pick them up and then buy and then the other team is interior design team which uh, designs and uh, creates the sample rooms on the second floor mm-hmm. that you would go in and you would be like, oh, wow, I want this room. Okay. So that's, a, that's, that's that job. Like cool. you want to make a dream room for the customers mm-hmm. to want to do it. Okay. So um, I wanted to apply for that first, but then I got into this function first because they needed people. Mm-hmm. But then... Now I'm thankful for that because working for visual merchandiser, I got to study about like the psychology in okay. a way, how to, this is like what I'm really proud of that. Like, we know how to make you spend money. Mm. Yeah. We know how to like set the trap <laughs> in the store for you to like fall for that. I was like, oh, okay. oh, she's picking that up. Yes. I knew we, she was going to do that. Yeah, okay. I knew she was going to do that. So yeah. I learned a lot about like psychology, the lighting, like how you set the light it's gonna change the BV, like the purchasing behavior. Mm-hmm. So that's like really cool knowledge right. to know. And then after one year, I transferred to the other function and then I designed rooms for two years. And then that was my total three years in Ikea. Wow, cool. Yeah. That's so amazing that you just showed up and said, I'm not sure if there's an opportunity yeah. here, but do you have any opportunities? Uh, my visa is running out, so 
<laughs> Here's my so thing. <laughs> cool. So just by showing up, just by having kind of the guts to go, yeah. well, I'll try it anyway. Yeah. And I have nothing to lose. Out. Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, I think that's another example of, you know, like your, your personality is one that's just like, I'm just going to try and see what happens next. And sure enough, you had this interesting experience that yeah. like led to you learning more things that you never, it sounds like you never would have imagined learning about, you know, like the behavioral aspects of like the customer experience. Exactly. Right. And like learning about, you know, customer psychology, those sorts of things are skills you can transfer to lots of different positions exactly. too. Lots of different kinds of work. Wow. Okay. So we're here at Ikea now. So you said three years you were working with Ikea to do this. When then uh, did you begin doing illustration work? Um, illustration actually started when I, I think towards my, uh, the end of my time at Ikea mm -hmm. and then uh, 2018, 2018 was when um, Apple released uh, like uh, a dual version of like iPad Pro where you have the pen and then you can draw on it. Yes. So before that, I had always been drawing, but with like, you know, all the like traditional physical medium, mm -hmm. like paper, pen. And I love drawing so much that uh, that's also, I think, one of the reasons why I really don't folk, like, concentrate in class because I just do it all the way. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I've always loved like doing that during my free time, and then uh, I just realized that when I travel, I can't really like bring all that stuff mm -hmm. with me because mm -hmm. like hassle. Right. So when they um, the iPad Pro came out, and then I was like, maybe I should transfer to digital because mm -hmm. I can bring that anywhere I want. Yeah, the mobility. Yeah. But then I I thought it's oh it's. If I can draw on paper, it's not going to be that hard to draw on an iPad, mm. right? Mm. It was super hard. It's like, it's a feeling different. It's how you see the color. It's also different. Mm -hmm. You have to like learn all about the like technology, the buttons, the functions, all that. Mm -hmm. So it's like a new horizon for me. But it's challenging in a way. So I really loved it mm -hmm. because I got to learn new things. Yeah. I figured out everything. Then uh, I got addicted to it. I... I I bring it everywhere I go. I draw on the plane. That what was what I couldn't do before with the paper and pen. So mm -hmm. that was like, cool. I'm just gonna do this for the rest of my life. Just for fun, yeah, it's like just, a hobby. Yeah, yeah. So I just draw away, and then um, it's always been a hobby mm -hmm. of me, and then becoming a habit, mm -hmm. um, and then. Only until I came back to Vietnam that I actually, uh, uh, not really a, a, a professional uh, career that I am like full-time doing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like a side project mm -hmm. kind of part side. Um, then I got a few interesting, uh, exciting projects coming along that it's about illustration. And then I got to do that and I was like, wow, I, I would never have thought mm. one day just like, Oh, I'm just gonna try drawing on iPad kind of uh, moment and then I had that and then it became uh, a hobby mm. and then that hobby turns into money <laughs> yeah. yeah isn't that an interesting moment when you're like wait you mean people will pay me to do this thing that I like exactly <laughs> okay sure so who are some of the clients that you've worked with so far I understand you've had some really like some pretty big names that you've worked um, with 
I, I think my first big project was um, a jewelry brand uh, called PNJ mm-hmm. in in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So they at the time they were having a summer campaign. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to like create a line of jewelry that's uh, really young and fun and you know vibe like summer vibe and then convey that to the young generation. Mm-hmm. And they want to like incorporate. Um, like the photos of the real jewelry, but like in a uh, fun illustrated campaign. Mm-hmm. So they reached out to me, and then uh, we worked for it's, it. Was quite a big project. It was so many to draw, and we finished in like I think two months. Mm-hmm. And the the moment, the day that it went live online, I was like, like relief. Like okay, I could do this now. Yeah. Like it, it I. I was scared, so Why? scared in the beginning because I was like, I never really thought this could be a job that I can do, and then people really entrusting me mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So what if I failed? What if like I think that I draw all the time, but what if it's not good enough? I had that insecurity as well in the beginning, but then when you see your work online, it's like okay, it, it proves that I can do this. Yeah. Then. I got the money, so that's good. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. So I think since then, I was like, wow, I can really turn this into something like mm-hmm. more often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think with my connections that I've made in Vietnam, it also helps me a lot mm-hmm. uh, for that path because, you know, like through connection and then brands know that person, then brand would know me too mm-hmm. so then they would come to me and then asking for you know like we also had to go through like pitching and uh direction route anyway but right. um that's when i realized that in vietnam there's so much potential in that field mm-hmm. uh for like if you can do creative work it doesn't matter if you really have a background on that mm-hmm. i never really got to study that like illustration i just like self-study mm-hmm. and uh learn from my mistakes mm-hmm. and then people trust that so i was like wow that's amazing yeah so you had kind of this like your own style that just developed as you as you looked at your work and mm, i like that mm, i don't like that so much my and, style has changed quite a few times okay. uh i don't even know if i can say that i have a certain ty- mm-hmm. style now um you can I think it's kind of getting there, but I don't also don't want to think uh, of it as in like uh, I'm not there yet because maybe right now the style that I am having right now mm-hmm. it's probably already already there for me. Mm-hmm. But what maybe in one month's time I'm gonna change to a different style, then yeah. it's gonna be a new journey as well. Right. So I don't want to think like oh I I'm I haven't got there yet because that's gonna like give me the insecurity mm-hmm. that. Oh, I need to like try more on this style. Right. Uh, before I, I was all about like black and white and minimal in terms of like, drawing, even mm-hmm. drawing and interior design. And then just like I think through my experience in life and you know traveling, meeting new people, it evolves as well with me, mm-hmm. my personality. So uh, it changed through time. Mm-hmm. And now it's like it's more colorful, it's more vibrant. Um, but then it could change tomorrow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I want to live in the moment. And oh, 
that phase that was my style at that phase yeah. then maybe next phase i'm gonna be a different band yeah who knows well i think that's very typical for anybody who works in kind of creative or artistic fields that you have you know the thing that you can do and that you like to do and that feels good to you and then as you said you meet people or maybe you get a new piece of technology or you find something that really speaks to you and you go oh my gosh i have to try that and then you try to integrate that and then like something different emerges so i think it's natural to not be the same constantly like i think I'm not sure about you, but doing exactly the same thing forever, I think is maybe not what most artists want to do. Like yeah. people usually kind of, you sense like some evolution mm. in their work, I think a little bit. So I think that that's really cool that you are aware of that. Like even after like, you know, maybe even one month, you might, you're like, exactly. ah, I could be totally, you know, putting something different. <laughs> exactly. You never know, yeah. you know? I want to ask then about um, how you were able to, you kind of hinted at it, how you were able to, get your work in front of the the brands, like the jewelry brand you mentioned. Um, and I think you also worked with a magazine um, for an airline as well, um, and some fashion brands too. How were you able to get your work in front of those people? How did they find out about your illustrations? My, actually my only channel is my social media, my Instagram. Really? Yeah. Um, I've been doing Instagram for, I don't remember when, but, um, it's always been my output channel. Mm -hmm. So anything in, that happens in my life is there. You can see it's there. And um, only until I got the iPad, then I actually started like really posting about my work. Mm -hmm. um, but that was like uh, Japan time. But then I came back here and then uh, just meeting people here, making connections in Vietnam mm -hmm. is a like, really powerful tool mm -hmm. that uh people don't think of it as powerful but it's so powerful mm -hmm. that i now i i can look at it and, and can guarantee that assure that it's like a powerful tool then i just post stuff on my social media and um making the connections and then people share about that mm -hmm. and then you know that's amazing yeah so this free tool that everybody can you just use. don't know who's gonna look using. at your profile right that's so true yeah so you want to put out you know your work so how do you deal you talked about it a little bit before that kind of insecurity that sort of feeling of i'm not sure if this is good enough like i don't know what are people gonna think or like do you still feel that today when you put out your work on social media and how do you deal with that feeling uh three years ago yes mm. now i don't care okay yeah mm whatever i feel happy if maybe this is not my best work but i'm happy mm -hmm. i i've done it i finished it mm -hmm. i'm gonna post it mm -hmm. who knows because mm -hmm. sometimes uh we can be in our heads you know and then we stop ourselves from showing a really good job but we just don't think it's good then people don't get to see it and i think that's just a waste so then I was, I, I post so much and then I was like, ah, it's my page. So if you don't like it, then I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> well, have I, to check. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how to help you, but yeah. I love it. So I don't have that insecurity anymore. Wow. I'm just like, and I think it's good for me as an artist to like stop doubting myself. Mm -hmm because I can always improve, mm. then if I have that insecurity, then it's just going to be there forever. Like it's not going to disappear 
totally mm-hmm. completely right I, yeah i think we still have like that here and there mm-hmm. once in a while mm-hmm. it's just like how you want to like you want to let it shine mm-hmm. or you cover it not cover it as in like sweep it under the rug but right. you know like don't let it um like aff- affect you affect you mm, right right then i want to also talk a bit about you mentioned as well too kind of making these connections with people and of course using social media you've made so many connections that have led to so many cool projects i want to talk a little bit about what you think about working here in vietnam now as a creative person what is kind of the environment like right now in your experience the environment is fire yeah it's it's a really um fast paced uh constantly improving uh rising star kind of market here mm-hmm. in vietnam it's there's so much potential there's so many opportunities it's just you want to do it or not mm-hmm. um you can find opportunity in illustration like i did you can find opportunity in advertising you can um uh, the new not really new but like the new coming thing here is now is like 3d and you know all the motion uh design stuff i think that's like the next uh, generation of the creative mm-hmm. uh, market here mm-hmm. and because of that it's always something new coming or like people know how to do it but people don't post about it but now with the power of social media and uh, people kind of like learn more about themselves and they feel good about their work mm-hmm. so people post more than before mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. then you get to see all those energies and you kind of like you feel the you can sync with it mm-hmm. and um you always have the urge to push yourself as well because people can do that people can do the things that we've never seen before mm-hmm. then we should also produce something that's great yeah so yeah. the creative market here is like crazy yeah and i understand there's a lot of young people that are really like quickly coming up in vietnam like young creatives which is very different from some other places like in japan or singapore which we also talked about today this kind of these aging populations have maybe fewer young people that are really working a lot and putting their work out but here in Vietnam it's the opposite like there's a huge like youth movement of people like you're talking about sharing their work and getting creative and experimental is that something that you're really excited about and something that you're really involved with and in, like creative yeah. communities cuz um i think it's uh, it's also one of the reasons why i made the brave move to to move back to Vietnam after 12 years living in in Japan. Mm-hmm. Japan is a great country for like creative creativity work. And um but it's so competitive. Um it's 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 already at the peak point when you really have to have uh maybe like really excellent connection with someone mm. or like a social status somewhere then uh you will get more attention in a way that I feel might be wrong I'm not sure uh so then it feels tiring and like not not inspiring anymore it's just like it's too competitive in a way mm-hmm. but then coming back here it's like everyone is so open about everything you can be any artist you want and then if you can do a good job you're going to get somewhere you're going to get the spotlight mm-hmm. and uh well I'm not I'm not like glorifying like fame and stuff but you know um it's it's 
it's not the peak yet, so that's why it's always like going up like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the exciting part of the graph, right? Yeah. The going up, and then we never know like where the peak is, so mm-hmm. we're trying to reach that. Yeah. And I think we're just gonna like in Vietnam in general, we're doing a good job at that. That's so cool. Yeah. So do you think that like your experiences working in Japan then have given you kind of like an edge or given you something special? Like that's about the way you think or the way that you approach your artwork or your creative projects. Do you think that that has kind of influenced you in some way? That's Absolutely. different from here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I've learned from what what I've got out of my Japan chapter was uh, first of all my manner mannerism. For the first year being back here, people think I'm Japanese. Really? I think it's just like a really gent like I don't know like uh, subtle gestures or like mm-hmm. manners that uh, people doesn't look like Vietnamese to them so they always approach me with either English or Konnichiwa really uh, yeah wow and uh, I think it's also my fashion sense in a way like it's not really typical like uh, t-shirt and jeans mm. uh, style in Vietnam I, I wear that as well but mm. um I think it's the combination of everything, like the mannerism, and then maybe the way I speak as well, um, makes them think that I'm not Vietnamese. Okay. So I think that uh, the mannerism, the manner that I got from Japan was like what I appreciate the most, mm. because that's like um, it changes me in a way. It really teaches me how to be a better person. So. That's like something that you can just like learn from a school. You have to like live in that environment mm-hmm. and then you, it absorbs in your body. Mm-hmm. And, but in terms of like creative work, um, I think it's just like, because like constantly going out and then seeing uh, creative works around Japan kind of like subconsciously affects me in a way. Uh, I didn't think about it until like a few friends who looked at my artworks and said your style is really Japanese really I was like really like where because yeah. I don't see it either right. yeah I you think it's just think like it. I didn't really think about it I think but and they said I think it's just the way that you use the color um I can I will show you some of that mm-hmm. but I think the colors are uh, my the colors that I use is like my strength, my strong point right now for the style that I am doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, but since they said that, I kind of feel it that oh, maybe yeah, because I don't see much of this here. Yeah, I remember too when I was watching. You have these really great, like so calming. That's how I felt. You have these kind of process videos that you post on your Instagram and on your YouTube of just like watching you draw something and color something, and they're so like peaceful. Like, but you watch a drawing come to life, and I was like looking at it and thinking, like it's such like it's very very soft. A lot of the work that you're posting, but there was just so much like detail in terms of how you are blending like the colors together in a really, really soft way. And it's like you create like these, we can clearly see like the outline of like a person if you're drawing a portrait or something, but everything has this, I can only describe it in my words, it's like this very soft kind of detail. And I thought that was so unusual because 
at least when I'm when I look around at a lot of illustration work and a lot of other artists that are working, um, at least that I've I've encountered recently, it's a lot of very almost like comic book like mm -hmm. like hard lines, or it's or it's like on the other extreme, it's like tr maybe traditional watercolor work, you know, paper yeah. and paint and water. And so when I looked at your work, and, and it's all being done on the iPad too, I was like, oh, this is so interesting because it feels kind of like, it's like this very like, I want to say like kind of almost blending focused work that you seem to do a lot of. I, I mean, uh, how, do you have kind you, of a way you, that you, you describe the right it? Word. Yeah, I think, okay. yeah. I think I use my method uses a lot of blending mm -hmm. and like to be honest it takes so much time mm -hmm. um, now with the technology it's kind of cool to like actually you can go back the statistics and you can see like how much time you spend on one artwork yeah or like how many strokes you oh, wow. you did and then they have a time lapse of the whole process before like if you finish on the paper you don't know like uh, i would have seen it from the the point when it was just a dot mm. to be to this point yeah you can't see that yeah. unless you really filmed it but now, if you draw on iPad, you can track back to that, and then they will produce a video for your time lapse oh, video. Cool. Then you can see the whole process. Yeah. I don't know if other artists feel the same way, but sometimes I really want to finish one artwork mm -hmm. in an instant. Mm -hmm. Some artworks, I think, uh, I don't draw my because I have a full time job, so mm -hmm. I can't really like draw all day. Mm -hmm. And so for one artwork to really finish mm -hmm. i spend days but then each day i would like do a little bit mm -hmm. so um so then sometimes i wish maybe i i should have uh, you know followed a more simpler uh method that doesn't require too much uh, blending mm -hmm. or details like this because mm -hmm. i I'm impatient in a way as well, so I really want to see. Like, I want to see this finish. Right. I want to see the the outcome. Right. You have this thing in your head, and you want yeah. to see it come but out. But then I would always fall back into like, no, no, this is not perfect. I have to blend more. And, yeah. And it takes forever. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh. But it becomes. I think it becomes my style in yeah. a way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like kind of forcing yourself to yeah. be like, mm, no, this isn't quite what I had in mind. So exactly. you take that time yeah. to make it exactly yeah. how you want it Even to Even though be. it looks already blended, maybe five more seconds blending it would yeah. make me feel better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so maybe it's like a mental thing as yeah. well, for yeah. sure, for sure. Cool. So I want to go back a little bit to then your interior design. Like you work now for doing furniture design uh, for a company here. Do you think that like your work in like Ikea or your work with in, in Japan as well, like has that had an influence on the furniture design work that you're doing now? Um, the furniture work that I'm doing right now, it's not really designing the, 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 the item. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not in the product uh, design department. Okay. So I'm more um, about like marketing, PR, branding and communication. Mm -hmm. So it's more like wordy. So I and like still like graphic as well because mm -hmm. we have to like uh, control all the uh, communication assets mm -hmm. that we bring out to the world. Mm -hmm. um, so I, from that point, there's so many new things that I'm learning every day. So even though the same interior uh, furniture interior mm. uh, area that I worked in before, mm -hmm. but it's a totally new functions that i'm learning and studying about right. so that's like refreshing and right. you know like challenging and exciting yeah for me yeah it's like 
old, old, what new, new. <laughs> so yeah. Do you get to use any of those things you picked up? You mentioned in Ikea learning like behavioral, you know, sorts of yes, points and the psychological parts of customers we, too. I, I still give uh, those um, inputs here and there mm -hmm. for, because we also have showroom. So it's kind of also the like same work that I did before mm -hmm. to like uh, merchandising a place. Mm -hmm. So I did use that as well. Mm -hmm. And that psychology thing, it, it just doesn't work on just like the physical uh, space. It also works on um, graphic uh, poster and uh, illustration in a way. Mm -hmm. So I can always like go back to that knowledge and then use it in a new way. That's super so, yeah. cool. That's super yeah. cool. So it sounds like you're evolving that part of you too. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I want to, I know we're kind of getting to the end of our time together here. So I want to ask a little bit of kind of general questions then to sort of finish up today. Sure. Uh, I want to ask just very generally, like, do you have anybody that really inspires you? Is there like a creative person or maybe even a brand that you feel really inspired by or you really like that person's work or that organization's work? Oh, there's so many because I I always try to push myself to be around those people because mm -hmm. I need that energy as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's really tough because, right. yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really, really tough. Hard. Um, but if I have to pick someone that I want to collaborate with, mm -hmm. for example, um, in illustration, um, there's one girl, um, she's now in Tokyo as well, but uh, we've been... Uh, Instagram friends since forever. I, I don't know, remember when, but mm -hmm. it's kind of like pen pal in a way. Yeah. Uh, she does illustration, but she's more on like paper and pencil work. Mm -hmm. And she does like amazing detailed portrait work. Mm -hmm. That's just pencil. Uh, her name is Kay Meguro. Mm -hmm. um, she's on Instagram. Her work is amazing. And we've always been friends on Instagram, but we never really got to see each other in yeah. person. And then we also have dogs and we just talk about like, art and dogs yeah. here and there. And she is like someone I really want to like incorporate, like call, collaborate with because my style would be more digital mm. and she is like really a traditional medium. And then how would it look when combined? Right. Like I want to like uh, work with her on some project like that I've never talk to her about it yeah. maybe this is the time yeah but yeah. if you're watching <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching uh that, that DM sounds me. really cool yeah that's yeah. really really that's cool. i i really want to uh do some kind of uh, collaborative projects with yeah. like other artists that yeah well. absolutely yeah. collaborations are so cool like yeah. you get to learn something totally different often, exactly I feel like. okay that's super cool then i want to ask just kind of like a general advice question for you know anybody who's watching out there who wants to do more creative things or is thinking about getting into creative work is there anything from your path that you feel like oh i wish i had done this or on the other side i wish i hadn't done that like is mm. there anything you wish that you had or hadn't done something different i wish i had um felt more confident from the early eight days than i i would i would i should have posted more about my work because uh, but also I didn't know any better so now looking back I think for you out there who still not too late for you <laughs> post your work mm. don't feel insecure like there's always got to be someone who loves your work right. so don't stop that from being seen by other people mm. um if it's not good work then you have something to improve on it's absolutely true 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. It's so true <laughs> for so many creatives. Yeah. Yeah. Describe, it's not just yeah. drawing. It's it's any any aspect in life. Mm-hmm. As soon actually. as you see something, you're like, oh, this picture isn't very good. It's like you know exactly what to do different next yeah. time. Yeah. You know. If you can see that, then that's already improvement. Exactly. If you cannot see that, then okay, good. You're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, you'll. <laughs> It's a win-win. It's true. Like, do yeah. you remember? I, I've had this experience for sure. When oh, you, really? When you look back on your old work, there's a moment sometimes where, at least in the past, I used to look back and go, oh my gosh, that's not good. <laughs> like, how did I think that this was good like, exactly. at that time? But now, like, when I look back on it, I go, oh my gosh, like, I've grown up so much since then. Like, you can see the progression of yourself as a creative person through your work that you shared. You know? Yeah, it's such like an interesting experience. There's a lot of moments when we would look back on at our works and we'd be like, "Oh, cringy." Yeah, and it's, but then it's like, "Oh, we came a long way." Exactly. Like, look at me now. And exactly. look at me before. I was like, "This me now would be like, uh." <laughs> <laughs> so but, true. At that time, that was the best, right? Right. Yeah. So right. we're always putting out our best, the best yeah. that we can possibly do. We can always true. get bester. <laughs> bester. I love that. Okay. The last couple questions. Um, first, what do you think is joyful about working in other countries and other languages? What do you think is really exciting and joyful about that experience? In general, mm. uh, what's joyful about working? Uh, well, so far, I've already lived and worked in Vietnam mm-hmm. and Japan, mm-hmm. two totally different countries, uh, different vibes, different culture. But I'm the person who travel, loves traveling. So anywhere I go, I really enjoy just the little moments in life. Mm-hmm. Like even just like for Japan, walking to the train station is also a nice feeling like joyful for me mm-hmm. in vietnam we don't have train station but we have like different joyful moment mm-hmm. when we ride on motorbike yeah and you know like seeing the city from different perspective and meeting different people with different uh you know um mindsets mm-hmm. and culture background right it, it's already like it's always inspiring no matter where you go mm. so the joyful thing for me, the happiness uh, moment for me is to connect and meet people and, you know, always learn something from someone yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like those little connections, those little yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah. Then the other side of this question is what do you think is challenging about working in a different country or a different culture with a different language? Definitely language barrier. Um, even though I, I uh, towards my end, at the end of my time in in Japan, um, um, I was fine, but there's still barrier somewhere that um, it's going to be challenging mm. in terms of like language barrier. Like mm. you can still have like disadvantage here and there, mm. but um, it's not like something that you cannot overcome. It's just like it's just always there. Mm. Then um, you can like find a way to like swerve around it, yeah. or just like go, go straight into it. it and then yeah. go through it. Yeah. yeah. So it's either way. So it's depending on your method, yeah. how you wanna go around it. But it sounds like you just went straight through it and said, "Okay, I need to pick up the skill. I have, <laughs> do it." I have nowhere else to go, right? so I have nothing to lose. So yeah. straight in. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Last couple of questions are super quick and easy then. What's coming up for you next work-wise? What do you hope to do next in your creative work? Um, I want to 
again, like I said, just just before I want to collaborate more I, and really uh, expand my creative energy and sync it with other people's because uh, there's so much to do and then there's so many talents out there mm. that um, I don't want to just limit myself to what I do now. Yeah. I want to expand it. I want to uh, learn from other people. Right. I want us to have like some meaningful projects, international projects are what I am looking forward to. Um, and I hope I can get something, even my first international project or something like that I'm going to tell you right away. So don't worry, but <laughs> that's going to be my next goal. Cool. Yeah. Super cool. And then lastly, where can people find you? Where can they find your work on online? Um, people can find me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's where I post most of my stuff, my daily life, my creative works. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Ben Nguyen. Um, from there, you can find dog content. <laughs> I have two dogs. Very uh, important. Crumpet the Kogi and Butter the Chow Chow. They also came from Japan with me. Really? Yeah. They so are they, so cute. They are, uh, <laughs> you know, Japanese babies. So, because uh, I love them so much and then I always like put them on my social media they and then I have cute. my drawings mm -hmm. and then just like silly um, first moments of me living <laughs> my life <laughs> that sounds great yeah. also i will make sure to put those links thank you so much so that people can find you any final thoughts any last piece of advice that you just are burning to get out into the world if you have a chance and sometime come to vietnam feel the energy yourself it's great it's something so special it's like you have good food you have good drinks you have uh creative works the energy the younger generation's energy you can feel it the moment you step out of the plane going into the city i'm sure you did i did yeah and going around on the motorbike like you described yes it's such a great like energetic vibe that's so different from exactly you. and then you can you can have the big city vibe you can have beach life you can have ancient town vibe you can have anything here in Vietnam come here and experience it I'm sure you're gonna love it excellent yeah thank you so much for your thank time you so much this was an amazing talk <laughs> I loved it thank you I appreciate it thank you so much thank for you. having me <laughs>